1: From her mouth to the field's ears, this is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Yonke.
0: When those fields are changing colors pretty rapidly across the state of Wisconsin. Good morning, everyone. It's a Wednesday, and I'm Farm Director Pam Yankee. Glad you're starting it off with us. Weather-wise for today, we're going to get a little bit warmer than what we were yesterday. More sunshine on the way. 55 are expected high. Tomorrow, sunshine and 62. By the time we get to Friday, sunshine and 65 degrees. Almost into the 70s by this weekend, so that maturation process in our corn and our soybeans and probably your garden is only going to accelerate. We'll talk weather with or Ag Meteorologist. You know, right now is an excellent time to get out and enjoy your local apple orchards. We're going to hear more about that with Bob Bosel in just a moment, but there's also a lot of industries that depend on those apple orchards. Charity Seabacker is going to share a story about a new apple cidery. That's in Wisconsin. That's coming up.
1: Dairy farmers of Wisconsin building strong farms for a strong future in America's dairyland. Join them and Pam at World Dairy Expo Tuesday and Thursday, October 4th and 6th at 1.30 in booth 3403 in the Exhibition Hall. Dairy Farmers of Wisconsin at wisconsindairy.org. Join Pam Yonke at World Dairy Expo on opening day, Tuesday, October 4th at 9.30 in booth 3615 in the Exhibition Hall with McFinn Technologies, makers of innovative milk receiving pumps. Visit them at lowshearpumps.com.
0: Weather around Wisconsin has started to change. Why don't you change up your attitude about the meats you're putting on your sandwiches? Fabulous Farm Bay Pam Yankee here for my friends at Bavaria Sausage Kitchen. Now remember, they're located just out of Madison in Fitchburg at the corner of Nesbitt Road, Fitchrona Road. But anybody can tap into their authentic goodness at BavariaSausage.com or Bavaria Sausage on Facebook. And they want you to know they have got an absolutely amazing selection of... Salami from Bavaria to Hungary, from mustard seed to peppercorn, from picante to spicy. You will find it at Bavaria Sausage Kitchen. So if you're looking for a little bit of a change-up on that sandwich or just for fun or a refreshing change-up when you're entertaining, take a look at some of the comments from customers on their Facebook page. You can get your order started today online, BavariaSausage.com, Bavaria Sausage Kitchen on Facebook. Judy and the crew won't disappoint. Uh, the colors, they're about to pop, not just in the trees, but on the trees. Fabulous farm bay Pam Yankee, the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison. I'll tell you what, Bob, uh, while we were in Scotland and Ireland, you saw people getting outdoors, trying to enjoy the weather, get as much done as they can. Here in Wisconsin, if you're coming up on an apple orchard, slow down. There's a lot of traffic going into those orchards this time of the year.
2: Kind of like uh, going to disneyland on the farm with all the things there are for uh, kids and adults to do now more than just uh, buy apples and donuts we took a visit uh, to ferguson acres outside of eau claire and ferguson acres one of the, the largest in wisconsin down at galesville around here two orchards in minnesota now andy is a past president of the wisconsin apple growers And when we talked to him uh, under the shade of the old apple tree, he said, uh, just look up and
3: see what you see for the crop. You can see on the trees behind me here, we have a really good crop right now. A lot of apples and they're just starting to come into ripeness. So we've started harvest officially. Uh, This year was at the beginning of the year, uh, we were a little kind of nervous because even though it was a later spring, so we didn't have to worry about the spring freeze as much. Um, It just everything seemed a lot later than usual um, and also it was pretty dry But luckily we do irrigate most of our younger trees, which are the ones that would need it Um, And then apples have kind of a miraculous way of catching back up over the summer So now we're really less than a week behind where we typically would be Uh, So same apples same quantity just a little bit later than usual
2: Challenges with insects or bugs or any diseases this year?
3: No, uh, that's one thing that the drought really seems to help us with. Um, less pressure kinda of all around as far as uh, bacteria, fungi, and, and insects, but um, everything's looking good. We are also big pumpkin growers. I'd say th- those felt the, the drought in the late spring, late early summer, um, kinda of more than the apples even, so we have a good crop of those too, but you know Pumpkins are one thing you don't want to be late because there's such a short window where they're in, but luckily they'll be just in time.
2: What's going on with the industry in Wisconsin, Andy? Are we, uh, are we losing orchards? Are we gaining a few more than just,
3: say, hobby growers? I think we're seeing more consolidation in both the bigger orchards and the small orchards, so kind of the middle... The middle-sized ones are having to either decide if they want to get bigger in order to survive or kind of just stay smaller. So, uh, But really the entire Midwest apple industry is in very good shape. There's still strong demand for locally grown and that really gives us a good advantage over the bigger Washington state growers for example.
2: Now you've expanded Ferguson's orchards. How many orchards do you have now? And I know you're across the Mississippi.
3: Yeah, well, so now we have six different apple orchards, um, and then four of them are open to the public. So we have our, what I consider our main farm here in Eau Claire. I consider it that because I live here. (laughs) Um, And then uh, about an hour south in Galesville is our original. And then over in Minnesota, we have the Pepin Heights orchard uh, in Lake City there and then our recent one just a couple months ago is Minnesota harvest in Jordan so that's about half an hour from the Mall of America area. So combined
2: how many acres how many apple trees
3: does that uh, does that involve how many different varieties? So combined we're at about a thousand acres uh, 400 of which are apples another hundred or so in the pumpkins and sunflowers all that but uh, we grow about 400,000 apple trees, and on a good year when they all have great crops, you know, that, that can add up to three to 400,000 bushels, so.
2: As we sit here and trees all around us with beautiful red apples on them, they don't pick themselves. What do you do for help? And how much, I guess, mechanization do we have now versus the old days, or is it still a hand-intensive industry?
3: Apples are one of the few crops that are still purely hand-picked. There are a few prototypes out there, but I think I probably told you that 10 years ago. So obviously they're not moving very quickly. I think we're seeing more mechanization is kind of in the support for the pickers. So picking platforms that brings them up closer Mm -hmm. to the apples and kind of slowly moving along, um, different self-propelled machines, different kind of systems like that. But as far as like an actual robot to pick the apple, that I think we're still a little ways away from. I'm confident we'll see it in my lifetime, but uh, for now it's all 100% picked by hand.
2: Is it hard to find pickers? Are we using the H2A workers? Can we find local workers? How reliable a market do we have for help?
3: One of the hardest things is such a short window in the fall. Uh, So most people don't want to find work and then kind of know upfront well that work's going to go away in a month. So we do use the H2A program a lot and we've been really happy with that.
2: What's new in the industry? I know every once in a while you tell me we got uh, some new varieties. Do we have uh, some new hot varieties right now that we're either uh, growing experimentally or that are commercially available?
3: So Honeycrisp was the apple that kind of started the revolution of new apple varieties. And a lot of subsequent varieties were based on that with Honeycrisp as a parent genetically. Um, Honeycrisp is still a big player and we think it will indefinitely. Um, We planted about 60,000 more Honeycrisp last year. I think what's been changing is they have new kind of slight changes in Honeycrisp varieties. So we've been planting ones that just naturally turn redder um, or they ripen earlier than the typical Honeycrisp or later. So we've been still really heavy into Honeycrisp. There are a few newer varieties that are not new this year, but you know, in apple growing years, you know, a decade even is a short time frame. So Sweet Tango um, and First Kiss are both apples out of Minnesota. University of Minnesota is a pretty big apple breeding program. So we grow a lot of those on our Minnesota farms. And of course, we still have the pizzazz that we're kind of known for here in Eau Claire. And, We're really happy about the different varieties that they have now.
2: Besides University of Minnesota, which, as you mentioned, does have a a nice breeding program, private breeders still developing apples. Uh, I know some from our area down around the Galesville country over the years. Are we still getting some of that, or is that uh, getting fewer and far between?
3: Yeah, there's still some of that Um, some growers will kind of do it almost as a hobby Mm because you know you need to try thousands of different varieties before you really find one Uh, a couple that we have that we're happy with are from Doug Shufflebine down in the Holman area who you mentioned so there is some of that I think it is getting harder you know as to have the resources and infrastructure Mm -hmm. behind that kind of a trial operation that it does seem to make sense to have the university be heavier into that.
2: How do you know, like a Douglas Schieffelbein, how does he know that I've got one, now is the time, because I know he's trial and error is is part of this industry, but how do you know that this is an apple that's going to be new and be successful?
3: I think there are kind of three different tiers if you think of it that way. The first tier is does it taste good? That's like the first step. Um, if it passes that, which a lot do, it's, are they grower friendly? Like they may taste good, but if they've cost four times as much to grow or have some kind of inherent issue with them, um, then it's not going to work out. So if it makes it through those, then the third would be just the market is, are there a hundred new varieties that year that it's just even it might be the perfect apple but to break through all those other ones you know grocery stores only have so many slots on the shelf for apples so if one gets through all of those then you know you have a winner and that's you know honey crisp is obviously that but also pizzazz and sweet tango how do you decide which varieties you want to go into well it's a very long process and a big commitment for us so we have We tend to trial an apple for a couple years to make sure that we like how it grows. And it may grow perfectly somewhere else, but we want to make Mm -hmm. sure on our actual farms it does. And then after the trial, say we decide we want to grow that, it's another couple years before the nurseries can actually have enough that we can plant on a commercial scale. Then you wait another three or four years to actually have Mm -hmm. a crop. So... So it's quite the process, so there is a lot of pressure in picking the right one.
2: The apple harvest is underway, and at the orchards nowadays around Wisconsin, it's more than just picking apples. Get out this fall and enjoy a good share of the day at an apple orchard near you from Ferguson's Apple Orchards, just outside of Eau Claire, near the northern end of the world's longest barn. I'm Bob Bosold. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke.
0: When an ordinary window just won't do, experience the ultimate view from Anderson Windows and Brunzel Lumber and Millwork. Anderson engineers carefully orchestrate materials to achieve superior performance, low-maintenance exteriors, and the long-lasting durability you deserve. It's one way that Anderson leads the industry in innovation. While you make your house a home, Brunzel is making your home a work of art.
4: Brunzel Lumber
1: If your workout includes baling hay and pitching pens, then you'll be comfortable right here. This is the Midwest Farm Report
0: with Pam Youngke. Smelled a little dairy air on my way into the studios this morning. It is that time of the year, folks, when people start clearing off fields. Say with corn silage, you're going to come right back around with the... Little of that dairy air for you. Speaking of dairy air, perfect time to talk to Stumacher Ag Meteorologist for our Comfrey Financial Ag Weather Update on Wednesday. Can you smell it from your area?
7: Oh yeah, let's see. They spread about uh, ten acres that way yesterday. So yeah, it's right here.
0: Yep. Yep, and like I said, even if uh, our studios are on the west side of Madison, there's a little bit of a breeze out there. That breeze is probably not so bad, though, especially for folks who might be in that in Juneau County area. If air's moving, hopefully the freeze-slash-frost doesn't hit so hard, huh?
7: Well, that's it, yeah. the, The breeze always helps, and a little bit is better than none. But we do have to talk about that freeze warning, of course, at Most, and that's in uh, Juneau, Adams, Monroe County areas, North Jackson Wood. Um, a lot of the rest of us under a freeze advisory all till 8 a.m. But that freeze advisory does not include Beaver Dam, Fond du Lac, or Oshkosh. It's just to the west of those cities. Uh, Just a very cool spell with high pressure around, a very high barometer today, and a very quiet day. A lot of sunshine expected, a little breeze around, still out of the north, keeping temperatures most likely in the upper 50s. But we'll start to see some moderation right toward the end of the week. That talk of frost and freeze becoming a little less, but another small possibility late tonight. Early Thursday morning. Beyond that, I think we're out of the woods. More sunshine, more pleasant conditions, gradually warming up into the weekend, back to normal or above, and no rain threat on the horizon. I'm looking toward the mid part of next week. No rain out there yet. Plenty of sunshine, plenty of comfortable temperatures, upper 60s in the daytime highs, upper 40s in the nighttime lows. Very common for this time of the year. I'll have forecast details right after Join this. our
8: friends from Compure and Pam at World Dairy Expo on Friday, October 7th at 9.30 a.m. as they cover the final day for the world's premier dairy event. Compure is dedicated to agriculture and rural America by providing loans, risk management, and other financial services throughout 144 counties in the Midwest. To learn more, visit Compure.com. World Dairy Expo is back with a new event schedule. Sunday, October 2nd through Friday, October 7th. Feature a five-day dairy cattle show and a four-day trade show. Learn more and purchase tickets today at worlddairyexpo.com or download our app in Apple, iTunes, or Google Play Store.
9: Wisconsin Farm Bureau is an exciting organization because it has a plethora of opportunities for young farmers and agriculturists, specifically a young farmer and agriculturist program for members ages 18 to 35, where you can learn about leadership development, advocating for agriculture, and network with your peers.
8: WFBF.com.
9: You'll learn so much. A voice
4: for farmers. A vision for agriculture. Wisconsin Farm Bureau.
1: As a dairy farmer, you depend on your milk receiver pump. McFin Technologies of Kenosha introduces the impressive Bowpillar pump. It's quieter, there's lower maintenance, as the seals last much longer than your old milk receiver pump. It offers a more powerful cleaning cycle with higher velocities, and it doesn't degrade the quality of your milk. Ask your dealer for the Bowpillar milk receiver pump, patented by McFen Technologies, an American company committed to providing a better product for the dairy industry.
0: All righty, let's have that forecast, too.
7: All right, well, the Compere Financial Egg Weather Update featuring that freeze warning until 8 a.m. for Austin And folks in that part of the state, a frost advisory for about the western two-thirds of the state is for a little frost this morning and otherwise a sunny day. In the mid and upper 50s today, north winds at 5 to 10. We'll be clear again tonight. Could be some frost toward daybreak. Down toward the mid-30s, maybe 34 cooler at and Be ready again. Northeast winds at 5. After morning frost, a mostly sunny day Thursday, about 62. Southeast winds will be around 5. A sunny day Friday, mid-60s with the south winds at 5. Upper 60s Saturday, Pam, sounds great.
0: Oh, man, that is a welcome piece of news. Yeah, I saw the temperatures starting to pop up. That's going to keep us rolling as far as the corn silage, the apple picking, and anything else you want to do outdoors. Just
7: getting out and making the most of it.
0: Yeah, indeed. All right, buddy, we'll catch up with you tomorrow. Thanks. All right, see ya. Stumach, our ag meteorologist, with your Compere Financial Ag Weather Update. Compere Financial is your financial partner committed to agriculture in rural America. Visit Compere.com. As a matter of fact, we've got news from our friends at Compere. They have selected their next president and CEO that will assume those responsibilities at the beginning of 2023. Details coming your way. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Are you looking for something special? Something right for your needs? What about something with performance, backed by unique germplasm? Well, we're here to help you find a soulmate for your soil. Your soil mate with AgriGold. Enjoy a seed made so specifically for your soil, it feels like fate. And with a team that's with you every step of the way, it's never been easier. Find your soilmate at chooseagrigold.com.
9: Wisconsin Farm Bureau is an exciting organization because it has a plethora of opportunities for young farmers and agriculturists, specifically a young farmer and agriculturist program for members ages 18 to 35, where you can learn about leadership development, advocating for agriculture, and network with your peers.
8: WFBF.com.
9: You'll learn so much.
4: A voice for farmers. A vision for agriculture. Wisconsin Farm Bureau.
0: Whether it's a lot or a little, we need your rainfall reports. The Rural Mutual Rainfall Report is on. Text your rainfall reports to 877 301 farm that's eight seven seven three zero one three two seven six be sure and include your name and where you're reporting from because every month we'll pick a winner for a digital weather station courtesy rural mutual insurance premiums paid here stay here to keep wisconsin strong text those rainfall reports to eight seven seven three zero one farm rebath started decades ago by two gentlemen who created acrylic forms to cover existing bathtubs Today, ReBath is a complete bath remodeling company. We replace existing fixtures and totally upgrade your bathroom. Free in-home consultation, free custom design, an affordable new bath in just days, not weeks. Visit our showroom on Stoughton Road or ReBath.com. ReBath, making it easy to love your bath.
9: When it comes to custom jewelry,
7: get to know your Denny's jeweler. The way Denny's
10: works custom is based on emotions and it's based on the clients, what they are feeling and wanting and looking for, and eventually it evolves into this piece of art. I'm Nick Denny. Come meet the entire Denny's family at Denny's Jewelers.
9: Trusting someone else enough to pack up your stuff for the big move usually doesn't happen. Our employees are like family and have been with us for a very long time. You can feel comfortable with them packing things up and moving them. This is Brenda from Mad City Moving. We call that the the all-in-the-family move.
11: Mad City Moving dominates any move. Their crew will handle your things, well, like your things deserve to be handled. Online at madcitymoving.com. Mad City Moving.
12: You're no stranger to hard work and eating right, but your abs are more like flaps. Carbon World Health offers M-Sculpt, an FDA-approved treatment for men who want to transform their physique. One session is equivalent to 20,000 crunches without the painful recovery. Melt fat, build and tone muscle, then start getting the results you're looking for. M-Sculpt at Carbon World Health. Learn more at carbonworldhealth.com.
13: It's Preston from Window World. I hear too many stories of people being held hostage through a three-hour window appointment and pressured to sign now for a project that's worth a small fortune. At Window World, we take as much or as little time as you have and provide a clear, easy-to-read estimate right on the spot. Don't think your window project is out of reach because some companies ruined your experience. Call the best value in your area. Window world. Call Window World. You'll be glad you did. At Dairyland Seed, we're all about showing you the yield. And when it comes to our line of forages, we also bring the quality. In 2021 university trials, Dairyland Seed silage racked up 272 top five finishes for tons per acre, milk per ton, and milk per acre. While our HybroForce 4400 alfalfa delivered a 6.3% average yield advantage over the competition. And 2022 is proving more of the same. Get the latest updates on this year's performance results at DairylandSeed.com. I actually feel no different about this team after that game. I feel worse about it. I didn't I anticipate worse. Graham Mertz to be worse. some great stud like he had. An, he was going to have an Illinois game. I didn't think the Wisconsin defense could shut down this Ohio State offense. I said it all week. Ohio State was going to kick their ass. That's what happened. I see this team no differently. They'll compete in the West, and maybe it'll be a Minnesota team that wins the West. I was going to say, the maybe, Minnesota looks good. But yeah. Minnesota is really good. They are going to Look be competing with those type of teams. And now it's, can you win the West there? The thing, how I was saying, I got a bad taste in my mouth with the Washington state loss. Cause you anticipated it to be three and one after Ohio state, but this game itself doesn't change my opinion on the Badgers. The, this is easy about to it. see. Easily. It Easily does it for me for it. a couple of reasons. Wisconsin
11: is going to play more phone booth football games going forward, which will help. They're not going to be faced with what Ohio state was doing they were playing fast. They were airing the ball out teams on the schedule that Wisconsin will play won't do that. You couldn't How?
8: even take one punch from Ohio
11: state. Exactly. I mean, That's it, why I feel
8: worse about it. you. You look unprepared on uh, coaching, not there just not ready for the moment. You couldn't even take a jab from Ohio state.
11: You were knocked out immediately. The front seven, the defensive front seven, got absolutely embarrassed. They they didn't have a single tackle for loss. And even when they got Ohio State to maybe one-third down in the first half, Jordan Turner whiffs on a tackle. The reason I feel worse about this team is because linebacker play, which has been so good for the last six to seven years, laid one of the biggest eggs I've ever seen that group lie from this school. So going forward, I... Even if the offense plays well and even if they're able to, you know, battle it out inside with Iowa or Minnesota or Purdue or whoever, I, this defense just isn't that good. And, yes, they were playing probably the most talented offensive team in the country, but they couldn't do anything right. And they can't tackle. And it's something we've seen pop up here and there. They cannot that. tackle anybody on Saturday, so and that's
13: concerning. Is the Big Ten just really not good this year? Because I'm looking I'm looking at the schedule and, and I'm like, well, you know, at the beginning of the year, you're like, hey, that Ohio State game's going to be a tough one. You know, Michigan State, that's a question mark. You know, Iowa could be a question mark. Nebraska's supposed to be better this year. Minnesota could be a question mark. But I look at the schedule and I'm like, if the Badgers can't beat Michigan State, who have had a ton of injuries and They're a bad. bunch of things fall really apart bad. on them, if they can't beat an Iowa team that might have a worse offense than some of the Madison intramural football teams. Like, if they can't beat those type of teams, Nebraska is nowhere near Nebraska what sucks. some people thought North they were Western going to be. Sucks. Yeah. North- this is still a team where if they don't win nine games... It's over.
11: They, Do you think they win nine games? If they beat Michigan State, which they have the ability to... was well, it's, it's, it's in East Lansing. Right? I know, but that team and that defense... Is flat out bad. I mean, they just lost to Minnesota, thirty four to seven, and East Lansing. And Minnesota beat them up. That's the thing. Wisconsin usually they can pride themselves on at least winning the line of scrimmage on one side of the ball. What's who had the best? Who had the best offensive line in that game on Saturday? Ohio State. They had a Wisconsin offensive line. What's the one thing so far this season that Wisconsin can hang their hat on and say that we're good at? Brandon i don't think
3: allen
8: that, has run it okay yeah but then you look at who is against well i guess you get 165 against ohio state but it doesn't matter he had an explosive you beat, run you beat illinois state and new mexico state you lost to washington state and you got obliterated by ohio state well just like, looking what's at a positive the positive so far this season
13: looking at the schedule moving forward is the positive that a lot of other big 10 teams aren't as good as what people thought illinois And they should win the game, but it's not like it's going to be easy. They're only nine point favorites. Northwestern. I'm
12: nervous about Saturday. That's
8: low. Northwestern,
13: terrible. Michigan State, a lot of injuries. Not nearly as good as what people thought. Purdue, I mean, people thought they were going to be better. They haven't looked that good. The best game that they played was week one, and they freaking found a way to lose it because they can't run. And then Iowa's offense is god awful, Nebraska is awful. And then there's Minnesota and Maryland is the team where yeah, Maryland they, look decent
8: against Michigan though. sitting
13: here today. I can confidently
11: say Maryland looks good on the offensive line. They look good on the defensive line. They're explosive. I think given the way things are trending and how this defense for the Badgers is playing, I think Maryland wins that game. I'm nervous about Illinois on Saturday. No, i I think they'll still be at Illinois. Illinois sucks. Brett Bielema gets those guys, those guys getting going. I know, but this is a big, like, we just got embarrassed. Now we have to take out all of our anger. She's sweeter than a glass of
1: chocolate milk and louder than a morning rooster. This is the Midwest Farm Report with
0: Pam Youngke. You know what? Sweet is this weather forecast. Today we'll see sunshine, fifty-five degrees. Tomorrow partly sunny and sixty-two. Friday sunshine and sixty-five. And by the weekend, sunshine. Temperature is pretty close to seventy degrees. I'm Pam Youngke. Really glad you're along with us. Speaking of sweet, stick around. If you are a fan of ciders, you're going to want to hear the story of a new Wisconsin apple cider brewer. Yeah, he uh, found his passion for fruit production and had to figure out a way to channel that energy in Wisconsin where our fruits are, well, let's say seasonal and relatively uh, uh, specific. We'll hear the story from Charity Sebecker before we wrap it up on a Wednesday. So today is the 28th day of September. On this day back in 1913, the Milwaukee Brewers clinched the pennant. Now, I know it didn't go as we planned last night against uh, uh, St. Louis, but uh, 1913, the team was celebrating big time when they beat Louisville in a 3-1 decision in the first game of a doubleheader. The town was so happy, 35,000 fans showed up and greeted the Brewers at Union Station when they came home from Louisville two days later. That happened on this day back in 1913. On this day in 1980, Carl Sagan's Cosmos, A Personal Voyage, made its debut. It was a 13-episode science television documentary broadcast on public television, presented by astronomer Carl Sagan, and boy, did people watch, one of the most watched science-based TV documentaries in history. And it's still very popular. Rolled out on this day back in 1980. And now you know... It's a Wednesday, and that means it's time for us to catch up with our friends from the Steffes Group, S-T-E-F-F-E-S group.com. And, of course, you can find them online. You're also welcome to pick up the phone and give them a call if you're one of those people that like to talk physically to someone, 800-726-8609. And before we get too far, I want to bring in Ashley Hewen from the Steffens Group. Give everybody a little bit of an update, Ashley. You've been busy. Every time I see a U-Haul truck or a rider truck, I think of you because you folks have just finally finished up a big move into an even bigger facility, huh?
12: Yeah, we did. So just south of our facility in Litchfield, uh, back in the day, was a big construction company called Johnson Brothers Construction. At one time, they were one of the biggest in the U.S. and and it's been years since they were there, and nothing's been done to the facility much. And we're moving into there, so we've got 40 acres of uh, fenced-in, nice gravel yard uh, to have our big auctions and to store equipment. Uh, there's also a big office there, which we held our first Monday morning meeting on Monday. So we're we're glad to be there, and we're getting settled in and. I think it's going to be a better customer experience for all those that are wanting to bring stuff
0: there. Excellent. Good. Glad to hear it. So, again, congratulations on the new facility. Probably can see a few pictures if you go to the Steffes Group uh, website or their social media feed. So now let's pivot and talk about a big sale that's coming up in November, uh, Ashley. We often focus in on the fact that the Steffes Group does have a physical presence right here in Wisconsin, and it's paying dividends. Tell us about that sale that's coming up in November.
12: Yeah, truly. So it's for the Spurley Dairy. Uh, it's in Linden, Wisconsin. And There's actually three parts to this auction. Uh, the first two sales are going to be cattle. Uh, so we start on November 1st, we're going to sell 1,100 dairy cattle. November 15th, we're going to sell the 800 heifers. And then on the 29th, uh, that'll be the equipment sale.
0: And everybody can see all of that information online, right?
12: Yep, you know, we got a list of the equipment. The guys are out there uh, cleaning stuff up as we speak, Uh, so pictures will be coming really soon.
0: Is that an uh, average-size sale for you guys, uh, Ashley? I know you cover everything when it comes to the Steffis Group, but uh, the dairies that you're dealing with in Wisconsin, it seems like it gets stretched out over a couple days.
12: Yeah, it does. It's easier to manage that way and uh, gives buyers the advantage of – kind of buying what they need and not getting overbought or underbought, that kind of thing. So that really helps. But, no, we're excited. Average size, boy, that's hard to peg. We do auctions that are, you know, with just little inventory reductions, five or ten pieces, all the way up to these multimillion-dollar deals.
0: Now, with this online presence that is so strong for the Steffes Group, how does that play in when you're doing an animal auction like this Uh, you got a lot of folks out there that might be looking for maybe uh, one or two extra cows. How do you handle that online, Ashley?
12: Yeah, so, you know, we we have a lot of open houses for people to come view. Of course, all the test results, all that information about milking, it's all going to be right in a catalog that they can download right off the website so they can see and make decisions that way. And, again, we, we welcome everybody to come to the open house. We'll have them separated by pens on how they're going to be sold. And, um, you know, the only difference with an online versus a live sale is how the bidding happens.
0: Right. And that you're not necessarily exposed to the elements depending on the weather, right?
12: Yeah, you get to sit, you know, at, at, in your kitchen table or your office or wherever it is. Of course, all those people that, that maybe aren't familiar, we're, we're more than happy to welcome, uh, help them through it, so sort to of say. Uh, they can come to our office and bid. We're there to help everybody.
0: Now, if I want to just keep an eye on that auction, Ashley, is there a tool or a way that I can do that as well?
12: Yeah, you know, uh, you just you just get to click on it and watch it. It's an online sale, so I gave you the ending dates. Of course, the bidding will be open several days prior to that. But mm-hmm. you know, everything seems to happen on the at the end when it would come <laughs> to these timed online sales.
0: That is for sure. Again, <laughs> folks, as he said, uh, the Spurley auction coming up in Linden, Wisconsin, but. If you don't want to make the trip, you can always follow it online. That is going to be starting officially on November 1st with those dairy cattle. But like he said, there will be details available if you've got interest before that. Go to the group.com That's S-T-E-F-F-E-S group.com. Or if you want to talk to somebody and learn a little bit more on how you can stay engaged in that process, call them toll-free, 800-726-8609. That's 800 726 8609. Ashley Hewen, along with us from the Steffis Group.
4: Rural Keeping Wisconsin strong.
5: All business owners want the same thing, to make their business succeed. At Rural Mutual, they help that happen. As the third largest writer of commercial business in Wisconsin, they take the time to learn your business so they can properly protect you. Call your local agent today or visit RuralMutual.com.
4: Mutual insurance Keeping Wisconsin strong
9: Whether it's the sound of the carnival Or the taste of the cotton candy Or your first blue ribbon We all have memories of the fair Here's your chance to share those stories In our Everybody Has a Fair Story contest The Midwest Farm Report is teaming up With the Wisconsin Association of Fairs To offer cash prizes for your fair stories Entries are being accepted all summer long And there is no limit So tell us all of your stories To enter and see full contest details, visit midwestfarmreport.com.
0: We need you Well, the Dow Jones Industrial Average is under a little pressure as we get started this morning and right now so are corn and soybean prices. In overnight electronic trade for a Wednesday, right now we've got the Dow Jones Industrial Average down about 160 points. Our December corn is also down about 4 points, currently at 663. November soybeans are down about 11 cents at 13.97. December wheat that is up 3 cents right now at 8.74 a bushel. Dairy yesterday barrel cheese dropped a half a cent at 217. 40 pound block cheese was down a quarter of a cent, two dollars and three quarter cents but AA butter that climbed another two and a quarter cents getting plenty toppy at 315 and a half per pound. again, you know consumers are paying attention to things like that when it comes to their grocery store lists. We're paying attention to new leadership coming for one of the state's largest agriculture uh, lenders. Compeer Financial has announced a new president and CEO starting January 1st of 2023. Jace Wagner will take over the reins as president and CEO. Of course, their current president and CEO, Rod Hebrink, had announced that he is going to retire at the end of this calendar year. Wagner moves into the role from his position as chief financial officer at Compeer. He's got more than 20 years of experience in financial services. That includes 13 years within the farm credit system. Within Compere, Jace Wagner previously served as the vice president of capital management and managing director of the organization's Agri-Access division, before he joined Compere, he was vice president of Allied Capital, which is a, made, a middle market junior capital provider out in New York State. He was also vice president at Deep Haven Capital, which is a multi billion dollar, multi strategy hedge fund. He has uh, an accounting and finance degree from the University of Northern Colorado. He and his wife, Sarah, have three school aged kids and they live in Minnesota. Again, Jace Wagner getting ready to take over as the new president and CEO of Compure Financial, effective January 1. Coming up next, keeping that fall outdoor theme going with the products that come from the apple orchards we enjoy. I think you'll like this one next. Charity Seabacker joins us with a story about how an apple cidery got started in Wisconsin. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke.
10: The Young Farmer and Agriculturist program is for our younger Farm Bureau members up to 35 years of age. And that is where a lot of our contests take place, which was something that I had the opportunity to do through the discussion meet, as well as achievement. It's a program you should really look into. WFBF.com It opened up opportunities for me.
4: A voice for farmers, a for agriculture, Wisconsin Farm Bureau.
3: When you're planning your remodeling project, you'll want to know where every penny is spent. Not just one big fat bit out of nowhere. AF Construction explains your plan one item at a time. Their line item estimates spell out everything, showing you exactly what you're getting. AF Construction, your local hands-on remodeling contractor, offering line item estimates and eye-popping results. For your free consultation, visit afconstructionllc.com. Get ready for a remarkable new look.
9: We're known for our sweet moves, but what you might not know is that we can store your stuff too. Yep, from one day to one year. We can hold on to your things on our trucks or in our warehouse. This is Brenda from Mad City Moving. We call that the unexpected storage move.
11: Mad City Moving dominates any move. Their crew will handle your things well and like your things deserve to be handled. Online at madcitymoving.com.
4: Mad City Moving.
9: Because of you, someone gets to go home instead of working a double. Because of you, call lights will be answered a little bit faster. Because you are the Bright Star in that facility. Bright Star Medical Staffing is looking for caregivers and nurses. Bright Star believes providing the highest quality temporary staff means better care. It's the reason you got into healthcare in the first place. Be the Bright Star in someone's life. Work with Bright Star. Apply today at brightstarjobs.com.
1: Rough hands, dirty boots, and farming roots, it's all we know. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke.
0: Don't forget, tomorrow morning we'll be checking in with our friends from EverAg. Owen Feenstra is the broker analyst that's scheduled to join us. That's tomorrow morning right here. Wrapping up on our Wednesday morning, though, we want to introduce you to a hardworking young man that's always had a passion for agriculture, but he had an interest in fruit farming. Now, in Wisconsin, there's not a lot of opportunities as far as fruit farming is concerned, so he got creative Charity Sebecker joins us with that story. With an agronomy
9: degree from UW-Madison and a passion for a career in plant seeding, Walker Fanning wanted to work on a fruit crop farm, but his choices were limited and seasonal. Fanning went from uncertainty to now owning and running Hidden Cave Cidery. He shares more on his journey to becoming a craft cidery owner that promotes Wisconsin's apple farmers.
10: I went to college at UW-Madison for agronomy, which is plants for fuel, fiber, and feed. And when I graduated college, I really wanted to work with plants, but I wanted to work with fruit crops instead of grain crops. And I was also looking for a job that was making a shelf-stable product so that I could avoid the seasonality of some farm jobs. So even if they didn't need me doing the farming, I thought maybe in the off-season I could sell whatever product they were making and retain a job year-round. And I ended up finding a apple orchard in the South Madison area that was also making hard cider. And so I reached out to them to see if they would let me volunteer on their farm. And they actually offered me the orchard manager position. But it was late August, so all the real management for the season was already set. So I was really just picking apples. And I'd get done picking apples halfway through the day, And then I walked into the cidery, and I watched the cider maker make the cider, and then he would just pick up what they made and walk it down into their basement. So I followed them, and I see this huge wall of finished cider. And I'm like, do you guys want to sell this stuff? And they're like, of course we do, but we don't know who we want to sell it to. And I was like, there are so many farm-to-table places that want a product that's made from Wisconsin apples that's coming straight from a farm you can't get more farm to table than that people would really love it and then on top of that most people's perception of hard cider is this like really sweet syrupy kind of alco pop drink. What they were making was this really dry, wine-like hard cider. And I was like, you realize people do not think of this as cider. What you're making, nobody has tried this yet. So I asked them if they would let me be their salesperson and they said, sure. So in eight months, we went from two liquor store locations to over 30 different bars and restaurants in the Madison area. And then they started having a production issue. And the cider was non acidic all of a sudden. It tasted like apple water. And their most popular cider was a cherry cider. And if you add cherry juice to a cider that tastes like water, the finished product tastes like cough syrup. And I'm like, we can't sell this. What happened to the cider? It tasted fine a month ago. And they said, this is just something that happened. I'd just been working in the Jean Michel Arnais lab in college. And I was like, the hard cider is a long standing tradition. There has to be somebody that knows what's going on. And I bet there's a method that we could follow that we wouldn't have to deal with this once we figure out what the problem was. So I sat down on a Monday night and wrote down everything I could about hard cider making. I stumbled upon something where if you leave cider unstabilized for too long, they can do a malolactic fermentation. So basically, over time, it loses its acidity. Well, there's a simple fix for that. You can actually buy malic acid, which is the natural acid in apples, and just add it back in. And then when I read further, there was a step in the process where you stabilize the cider and we had just been doing it two months after it had been finished instead of the week after it had been finished. Like, okay, let's try this malic acid thing. So we add a little bit to like a gallon jug and we shake it up and we're like, oh, that's tastes right now. Then we scale it up to five gallons. Then we scale up to 55. Then we do the whole batch and all of a sudden all the cider was fixed and we could get those orders going out on time that Friday and still being able to sell the high quality product that we promised people we would be selling them. And then from there, I said, okay, well, this is the method that we have to follow from now on to always have a standardized product and to never have that malolactic fermentation happened to us. I had always thought about the logistics side. I mean, there's a lot more that goes into it, but potentially you have a chance to lower your cost even further if you can work the uh, supply chain. So two years ago when I was working at Apple Garden, I realized it was a really bad apple season. I started calling tons of different orchards. I joined the Wisconsin Apple Growers Association to get access to more growers. And funny enough, I found an orchard just down the street from him that had enough apples, and that was Galen and he was nice to work with and then this last year was also really low on apples in 2021 and so last year i called about 60 different orchards to find one that had enough apples to supply what i needed for juice out of those 60 i only found one that had enough apples and that was apple land in belgium what's nice about working the supply chain and i don't think i figured it out to the point where i'm saving any money versus buying the juice directly but it's nice because in years where There aren't a lot of apples out there. You slowly build up a contact list of all these different people that you can call and figure that stuff out. The difficult thing for us as a cider company is, like, I don't have a truck and a trailer. So what I'm doing is I'm buying 20 bushels in a bin, and I need at least eight bins, and that fills up a semi-truck. So I have to be sending full semi-truck loads of apples across to make the cost worth it. Typically, the orchards that can do that are 15. To 40 acre orchards, and it's tough to find the big producers. But it's also interesting because the different little zones will have different growing conditions. And so these last two years, where a lot of Wisconsin didn't do great overall with apple production, Door County, those orchards have done really well. And so it's just interesting to figure out, okay, which region of Wisconsin <laughs> do I call when I can't find apples anywhere else? So yeah, last year I was shipping apples from north of Milwaukee all the Way to Gaze Mills, which is across the whole entire state, just to get one big.